Hello and welcome to the Yoga Syndicate. In this episode, we'll be discussing the Vrittis. Ellen, what is the Vrittis all about? So you're asking me what the Vrittis are? Well, I guess the Vrittis is what is uh, uh, our, uh, our brains at, uh, at any time and probably also in our, our bodies and emotional uh, system. So uh, the Vrittis are also mentioned in Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. He kind of makes a, uh, he makes an inventory, so to say, of what is uh, what is going on in our uh, in our inside and how can we deal with it? How can we still them? Yeah, right. So, because there's this yeah. this is Yoga Chitta Vritti Nirodha. Yeah, and the uh, the, the, that's the real famous uh, mm -hmm. yoga quote, right? And I mean, yeah. is it that's I mean, what are we talking about? It is a lake, and is the is the cheetah the the lake? Are the waves the vritti? What's going on here? Well, yeah, I think uh, the lake is a good uh, is a good simile. I mean, you could say that when the when the water is stirred, you can't see the the bottom of the of the lake. Whereas when the uh, when the lake when the water is completely still, it's almost like there's no water. You can see straight through it; it's still there. So it's the same content, but it's just stirred up in a, in a different way. Is that what is that why when you talk to some people and they look you in the eye, you're just like, um, you can hear me, but you're not really listening. Uh, is is that kind of like muddied water? Yeah, they're like swimming in their own, <laughs> they're just swimming in their own lake, I guess. They're preoccupied, you know, with uh, with their stuff going on. Right. So we have this amazing capacity to be in uh, sort of in two minds at the same time, you know, listening to what's going on in, in our own mind and, and trying to pretend that we're not doing that, that we're listening to someone else at the same time. Kind of schizo yeah. schizophrenic now, isn't it? Well, I think we're schizophrenic most of the time, Alice. To be honest, okay. There's, there's no way. Yeah, there's no way to uh, about it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, then let's. You know, if we if we sort of dive into this lake, uh, waves mm -hmm. or not, uh, maybe create some waves in this uh, podcast, um, and consider what the uh, at least what these general five vrittis are. Do you? Um, do you have any uh, carnal knowledge about uh, any of these five vrittis and, and where no. we could start? Oh. I have them here, actually, in, in one translation. They are uh, a, a valid knowledge, valid means of knowledge. Uh, pramana? Pramana, mm -hmm. yeah, pramana. Okay. Then they are misconception, discursive uh, imagination, sleep, mm -hmm. and memory. So that's what Patanjali lists them like this, and then he gives a, a further explanation of, of each of them. You know, which I can appreciate. I mean, all these thousands of years later, this is the same sort of, you know, delusional uh, truth and misconception mm -hmm. and, and, and memory and just a, a tired or sleepy head that, you know, was perhaps being influenced by some crazy dream that, that is having a push yeah, and pull on your thoughts. Yeah, that's pretty much what the early yoga does. It makes an inventory of what goes on in the in the mind, 
what makes up the mind or the make inventory of mind and body and what makes up the person mm. and uh, by making these categories they can also discuss between different schools you know so they need to have this like they have a system of pramana what is valid knowledge mm. well valid knowledge is a direct perception inference and a scriptural testimony so then they can then they can discuss things uh, on an equal level it's kind of like it is what it is kind of a truth right yeah and uh, yeah exactly or there is, there has to be some kind of uh, some kind of way of de determining how can how, on what basis can we discuss is this a valid argument you know what is this what is it founded in mm. then we can have a discussion here and it's, it, it, they're actually doing it very well if you look at the discussion that goes on in society and between people most of the time they don't do that no. People discuss things without defining what they are discussing, without defining their terms, without, um, uh, you know, and quite often we, we discuss different concepts that has, is not rooted in any kind of reality. Mm. It's, you know, as, as we're discussing now correctness, uh, reality, knowledge, uh, and shared knowledge, you know, when you're, mm. when you're having that conversation, the, the point of the point of these five is to say that there are variations. There's, you know, you 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 only have one car and one road. You don't have one car and five roads. But we keep mm -hmm. sort of splitting the car up and rolling a tire down one road, and rolling the other one down the other path. And ultimately, the the front end of the car just gets stuck. So I mean, when when I'm thinking about these five rittis, I think it's important for the you know the so-called uh, follower or listener now. Um, to understand that that all of these five can be going on simultaneously, right? You could be affected by sleep, uh, something that really bothered you in in childhood, or is it is it like it a is it a mix max? Is the whole point of the vrittis to you know think of the nirodha, the you know um, you know uh, pulling back on the reins to to have a little more clear um, yeah, we, base we in order to breathe. We kind of have to know what they are, right? Uh, and, and once we can recognize them and discern them... Uh, yeah, but why? Is, why? Well, because then we can also dissolve them. Uh, these yogic systems, they're always about dissolving these things back to their own nature. You can dissolve this back to the gunas, for instance. You can mm. say that, oh, this is all caused by the gunas. It's all this fluxation that causes this myriads of uh, of thoughts that that pops up all the time mm. and and then you can see them for what they are and and then they they tend to uh, to be easier to dissolve but you need to know what they are first okay but once you know what they are and once they dissolve and wither away does that then mean that uh, with the lake that you can see uh to, uh to the bottom of because it's now clear and still uh, on the top does that mean it's uh, that it's all systems go that you you you're you're clear or do we can we gain from this this jagged uh, behavior in in having waves or is the ultimate goal for everyone to really just calm down and be more yeah. be more clear and understand well you can understand you know what things are we tend to take all these things for real we make up concepts about things and we take them for uh, we we think we, we think they are real and we are uh, we are willing to uh, to fight for them and uh, and to be very you know mm. stubborn and believe in them as if they were real uh, 
entities, whereas uh, if we, if you dissolve them, you see that the lake, it was just the same water. It was just one substance that created all this multiplicity. Mm, that was very so, well well said. So that, mm. Yeah, so that goes also, you know, with the, with the Samkhya philosophy that this is based on. It's all, you know, you can always dissolve things back to a... Uh, to a more like simple constituent mm. Mm. you know I, I didn't i've never really wanted to uh sort of um use donald trump as a reference in one of our podcasts but if you were to think of the viparaya uh and the misconceptions the incorrect knowledge mm -hmm. um some guys sometimes i feel that guy can't breathe correctly i'm wondering if uh he is um He's both in vikalpa with this verbal delusion and imagination and, and sort of believing his own misconceptions to be then correct or his right knowledge. So he seems to be a very good uh, uh, example of the five vrittis, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, there's a lot of vikalpas that, mm. you can, that you can use and you can get other people to believe in them. Mm. Like believing in like uh, race, gender, and uh, the great America that uh, existed once in the past. When when was that, and for whom was it great? You know, yeah. you create all these these concepts that that people start to buy into, mm. and uh, it, they're easy to buy into because they're not you know they're not well defined. I guess so. Everyone can uh, everyone can come with their share and their input and, and decide what they are for them and then they can fight together. Mm. But if you start to uh, pick them apart, they have, they have no reality anywhere. No. Mm. You know, you're making a, a good point, you know. Um, I'm even thinking all the way back to Patanjali when, we're <clears throat> when some of these were being put together and actually worded that, that since then maybe evolution isn't an actuality. It's just like um, these thoughts were then... Uh, stated and they still adhere and belong to the w the way things can can get cluttered and clouded now <clears throat> so i would maybe even just call it a, a modernization that that's occurred the last two thousand years and not always necessary in evolution um, because there seems to have been a lot of good control over uh, the restraining and sustaining some good normal uh thought or essence uh in yeah. in, in that day i'm exactly. I'm, I'm almost jealous i'm like um mm -hmm. you you can have my reeboks um <laughs> you, you can take all my modern uh, uh creature comforts away i just i just want to hang out with this patanjali guy yeah i i agree because if you think about it uh, their science of the mind is very very old you know this is uh, like in two, almost 2,000 year old uh, knowledge, well it probably started you know, before that even uh, whereas we haven't really looked into what is the mind, you know, we have a, we're very good at everything else that we call uh, that we believe to be inanimate and, and the material world and we're good at investigating that but our psychology is about 200 years old mm. we're very new to this yeah because uh, yeah, so um, so it's uh, it's kind of amazing for us, especially when I when I got into yoga, I was quite amazed uh, how these people, you know, they really tried to they put so much effort in into sorting out the the mind. Right, and and and, and we <coughs> did nothing. I, no. I couldn't understand that. We should we sort of we grow up and then we're adults and then we are finished. Then we are like fully formed. We think that is the end of our education. It's not part of our continuous education to 
to cultivate our minds, to control the minds, to to understand who we are and, and what we are. That's kind of not considered important, but what could possibly be more important when, you know, your mind makes up the world? It does. It makes up everything you see. It makes up your yeah. own your own bias. It, it creates mm-hmm. a foundation for your own judgment. Yeah. And if that's being uh, hampered by your self-centered desires, then... Uh, then you just become uh, a greed, fear-mongering person full of mm. anger and mm. confusion. And uh, who wants that? I almost feel that some people do want that. They want to be misguided. They want to ignore somewhat and, and you know, almost follow a school of avidya, where they, oh, they, yeah. they, they, it's like, a, it's like an old, um, you know, uh, a teddy bear that lost its eyes and that's ripped up, but you just don't want to let it go. It's not like mm. you need to replace it, but you, you just can't let go of that torn up thing inside of you mm. um, because it's become something that you can rely on. I can rely on my own uh, torment. So why, why, do, why go in and evacuate the auspices of how I use this mind of mine? But but well, then you know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's maybe the biggest work you can do, you know, to to try to understand the mind, to go this, uh, to go down this yogic path, and and uh, and and try to figure out your mind and, and try to overcome some of your really deeply ingrained habitual patterns and your likes and your dislikes. That's a big work, and and most of us we are we're too lazy. Even mm. if we're uh, uncomfortable or unhappy with with who we are or with our preferences and aversions, we, we just cling to them because they're familiar and they don't require anything from us. They don't require any work, so we hang on to them. Do you think sometimes when you we hang on to them because um, somehow we're being told to uh, conform and and to become everyone else's mindset? And uh, if you veer from this sort of you know, um, social parallel of thinking the same thought as everyone else and almost needing to at least be in the realm of their thought um, because by not doing so, then it means that you're going to be one of these people that'll go and uh, um, take over the, the, the Congress uh, and the <laughs> Capitol building. Um, you know, you, you either are going to, you know, follow this this stream of thought, or you are a rebel. So don't mention by any means what you actually feel in order to sharpen mm. this inner knife of becoming mm. more clear. Mm. Um, so I, I don't know. I am um, I'm thinking about the vrittis when it comes to how to how to on on your own behalf without it being something that you communicate. You know, how many thoughts are being produced at any given second? I mean. And during the course of a day, I mean, just just thousands and thousands in beyond your control, they are just popping up. Yeah. What would be in this, uh, you know, distilling, cleaning, filtering out, calming the wave? What what is uh, where, what is the fruit or the gold at the end of the rainbow for mm-hmm. for 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 one personally in their quiet mind? Um, what what could be the benefit of getting control of these vrittis? Yeah, I'd just like to uh, uh, talk about a few things you said, like uh, being a rebel. I think you are very much a rebel if you follow the, the yogic path. And uh, I think these these people who practice yoga in the in the old days, they sort of went um, against the grain, grind of, uh, of society. You know, it, it's a full-time occupation if you truly want to do this. So... Um, 
Patanjali and and his uh, and his students or whoever he was talking to here are like full time yogis. They will spend a lot of time mm. uh, doing these uh, these uh, practices. So I think you could see this uh, rebellion from uh, from different angles. You could also say it's uh, it's kind of anti-capitalist because you're trying to uh, you're trying to control your desire rather than fulfilling your desires. Mm. So you're not a good material for a for a capitalist world if you rather than trying to buy a lot of stuff and achieve a lot of stuff and get such such a lot of stuff you try to be uh, to uh, to develop one taste that you know doesn't matter what i have i'll, I'll rather i'll rather work on on not having desires you know mm. than fulfilling my desires that's a, uh, so that's a, a kind of a rebellion in itself or 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 i'll just dedicate my life to um controlling my uh, my mind and finding inner happiness rather than seeking it in in relationship and partners and family life and possessions and and all these things mm-hmm. so um i think i think it's a kind of uh, it is a kind of uh, of rebellion for for those who went uh, all the way Mm. Uh, but well, what is the uh, what is the uh, aim? What is the reward? Yeah. Well, I think I think I kind of already said it. You know, it's uh, dissolving. Uh, yeah, it's dissolving. And can you imagine your your life would be a lot easier if you if you didn't have desires? I mean, you might have possessions or you might not have possessions, but it wouldn't be a problem. You know. Mm. You might the the world might turn out as you as you had hoped for or wished for or it might not and and it's the it's the same, you know. Yeah, it is what it is. That's your favorite phrase, right? <clears throat> no, absolutely <laughs> not. But uh, but uh, <laughs> I I I won't uh, I won't play now. I am uh, I'm I'm back to. Um, I'm back to this, uh, the concept of uh, the, the vrittis, uh, which is the, mm-hmm. the topic of this uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. How and in which way can this nidra um, be affecting this train of thought uh, and this, you know, in terms of, you know, sleep or what happens mm-hmm. during sleep? Um, do you have any uh, comments about that? Well, I think actually the, the nidra in this context of Patanjali means the dreamless sleep, the deep sleep, because he says that it's the something like uh, sleep, he defines it as uh, uh, sleep is a turning which has its support, the cognition of absence. So it's an absence of, of thought when you're in really a deep, uh, a deep sleep. Mm. Uh, so that's also a state of mind we can we can be in, but we obviously we we don't recognize that because there is no activity. No, but it can be very helpful to it can to, to be very helpful to tune in on that type of mm-hmm. non-activity activity by being mm-hmm. in a state of flux while you're in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a ninety-minute Ashtanga class. You might want to, you know, um, sort of just like check out and check into. You know, just the flavor of movement and breath without too much uh, thought getting it away. Um, mm-hmm. So, w- would you then look at uh, these, this understanding and this dissolving as just okay? I'm going to grab that tool when I when I need it. This vritti tool. I'm going to grab that vritti tool. Or, or do you think you need to dissolve them all? Do you think you need to to gain a sort of uh, uh, a, a neutral state or or just accept that these five are happening and that, that some like the gunas can 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 become more and other states of your mind can become less at different times types of the day um 
how, how do you how do you create an explanation based on the balance of of these five? Because all of us are not victims, but are products of 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 these these five vrittis, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we definitely are. But uh, I think it's good one to know about them to start uh, recognizing what it what is what are the what is the content of your of your of your mind. Uh, so obviously, you know, meditation is one excellent tool where you where you start to discern more. What is this? Is this an emotion? Is this mm-hmm. actually? Uh, am I actually in in physical pain, or is it? Um, or uh, <laughs> what what is my uh, what is my insight telling me, and how do I interpret it? Uh, and. Uh, um is this thing i'm worried about something that i just made up is it just a concept or is it ha- something that is rooted in uh, in reality and we can see that you know because we start as a society we start to produce these new concepts all the time there are like new words and new concepts that start to fluctuate around in uh, in society and uh, we kind of buy into it and people can, can get very very agitated about them as well right so i think it's uh, i think it depends how far you want to go in this process like i said it could be a full-time occupation where you if, uh, where you attain the the first samadhi uh, which is uh, samadhi, where you have a samadhi with with concepts or if you want to go like uh, even deeper, you can get into a state where they where they are still they're suspended. This chitta vrittis. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, well, that's the that's the million dollar question. What what then? You know, that's also something people uh, that people discuss. Whether what is it? What is it? Patanjali means here. Do you do you get that insight and then you get back into the world and the world looks different to you or do you try to uh, achieve this state more permanently do you sort of uh, um, completely detached detach from the world and you know right i mean as as since we're on the patanjali subject uh, Mm -hmm. you know I don't think he was thinking about people that attend yoga classes in the West at strip malls when he was putting together. I don't the, think there were, were any yoga mm, classes or, or any uh, or strip malls asana practice mm, at this time. No, no, no I was um, I'm because it's it's back to sort of how the mind works as a central tenant in yoga. If you're going to be traditional about your practice and uh, and your understanding, and uh, I'm I'm thinking then you know if you catapult yourself you know to our uh, sad uh, bias and so-called uh, uh, knowledge that has been tested and proven, but always changes and gets reproven and changed and and reestablished. You know, in the last two thousand three hundred years since Patanjali was was cruising around, um, I'm thinking I'm thinking, you know, if a psychologist or if a a, a teacher, you know, was going to have a, a talk with a very begruntled, saddened yogi who who after a half a year of doing yoga, who thought yoga was going to give them all their answers, uh, and they're still depressed, and they're still uh, very, you know, jagged. Do you think a, a, a talk about the vrittis would be uh, helpful? Do you, do you think people in the West need to understand these principles? Uh, uh, since most people are just uh, out for a good sweat and, and a new yoga mat every two years? <laughs> 
Uh, so what's the question whether a uh, talk about the vritti would would help a depressed person or whether we need to understand the vritti <clears throat> no if i mean if you were a psychologist and suddenly mm-hmm. out of nowhere the psychologist is at a loss for you know new things mm-hmm. new things to say so let me tell you there's this sutra one six it's the five mm-hmm. t- types of mental modifications of the mind that are called the vrittis um you know i've been noticing that you are are swimming in a lack of actual knowledge mm. that you're very sort of you're you're, you're very uh, delusional uh, after these mm. years you know in my assessment of you i mm. think in order to get in touch uh, with your delusional side you need to put more weight on the mm. you know the prama pramana side mm. which and mm. establish in small doses mm. more you know, uh, understanding of that which is proven. Um, my my point is, is you know, if someone's listening to this now, like many people have been, and they've you know suddenly go from one wild uh, you know range of one topic to another mountain range of now these vrittis, you know, and it can get very confusing. Is there is there is there something in that so-called the the psych psychologist and the patient scenario that you think um that would help any anyone when it comes to you know saying hey it seems that i can't help you put one and one together based on what's going on in your life but let's back up a little bit here mm-hmm. um what's going on with you uh let me tell you about the vrittis is that you're delusional yeah. and that you mm-hmm. need to seek out more uh correct knowledge or you just need to get mm-hmm. more sleep or deep mm-hmm. sleep um, or you need to, you know, go back in time and look at how your memory and, and that, you know, when you were abused as a child, how it's really still affecting how you breathe and how you speak. Um, would, would this be relevant um, for an average person in such a, 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 a setting, you think? Well, it's funny that you mentioned psychology because uh, yesterday I was just listening to a lecture by Mark Singleton and he's talking about the, the connection between psychology and yoga that these two... Uh, yoga in the in the West and, and psychology, they developed at the same time and they influenced each other. Mm. And we can see that in the language, you know, had it been had it not been for the for the meeting with the with the Eastern traditions, um, we wouldn't maybe have gotten this idea that uh, uh, psychology or, or mental illness was was not something that uh, had to do with the with the amount of bile or uh, or or uh, blood or or whatever in your body we we started to get a different idea of the mind through this meeting and uh, eventually also uh, a better understanding of the the connection between the mind and uh, and the body in a different way than than the the early day where they would maybe uh, treat you in a in a more like material way but but not certainly not put you down on a bench and and talk to you mm-hmm. so uh, and uh, I, I just i'm just looking at the book i have that i i consulted on uh, the yoga sutras and that is written by ramamurti mishra and it's called the textbook of yoga psychology and it's his commentary on the yoga sutras so that connection actually goes both ways you know mm. when the when the indian gurus also start talking about uh, patanjali in terms of uh, psychology mm. um so uh, i think uh, i think we definitely have that uh, that uh, influence that uh, we can affect how we how we feel and uh, and we can uh, uh, we don't have to j- just be 
victims to uh, to our own uh, to our own mind we can actually we can do something about it and um, uh, perhaps for the person who uh, who doesn't get any results or has been seeing the, the psychologist for a, for a very long time um, depending on where the person is but you, it might be even that you know a psychologist would uh, would suggest that maybe you need to move a little bit you know mm. Maybe you need to get into a, a class with people and, and breathe and, and move and try to see your own thoughts. You know, don't get stuck in this uh, fluxation of, uh, of thoughts. You know, these flu- that's exactly what this vritti is. It's a fluctuation. It's not a mm-hmm. thought. The thought mm-hmm. is the pratyaya, right? It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the actual thought that, that mm-hmm. arises then and there. Mm-hmm. So I hope the listeners don't get confused that there's not, you know, when we speak of truth, when we speak of non-truths, these are these are senses of fluctuations. This is like in a neighborhood. This is like a cloud of non-truth coming mm. in, a cloud of 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 either a lack or enough deep mm. sleep. This is a cloud. It's not it's not an actual bird or a plane flying through that cloud. That is then the actual thought. Mm. So so the vrittis are just to help the listener here. The vrittis are the fluctuation itself, and if you can if you can sort of in your life, you can wipe off the sediment that you find on your window. In other words, you can take that cloud away in order to see more clearly out the window, to think more clearly out the window, to speak more clearly out the window. So the the, the window and the fog or the dirt on the window is the, you know, it's, it's the vritti or the glass itself. If you open it up and you have your clear sky, then, then maybe that's what you're needing to understand here with the, the fluctuations is my mind will fluctuate. If it doesn't, I probably wouldn't have a heartbeat. Uh, <laughs> and, and I need to accept that it does, but I need to fine-tune how uh, I both understand how it fluctuates so I can get, gather a little bit more in constant. Because having a little level of constant instigates a good routine also in just being still, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can get so far with uh, uh, distinguishing what is going on in your in your mind. I think you can you can get a good understanding of it. Just to, uh, uh, I mean, the the term chitta is something that Patanjali uses. It's not used. Um, it's not used in the traditional Samkhya uh, philosophy. So it's precisely what you say. The um, the chitta is the you know kind of big um, fluctuation of uh, of your your manas your uh, ahamkara uh, and your and the uh, buddhi so it's all the it's the whole the whole mind is not so differentiated but then he talks later about how it can be differentiated again what mm. what is the content but uh, we certainly we don't uh, perceive ourselves in a very differentiated way. We don't have any idea what's uh, actually going on in our minds most of the time. Mm. We're either distracted or we have like uh, yeah layers and layers of things going on, and something comes to the surface as at one moment, and something, um, and then it it sinks back into the to the depths. Um, so we're, we're usually not aware of that. If you, if you ever, like, I do, I do this exercise sometimes, just sit down and, you know, write, like, free writing, journaling for, like, uh, 
20 minutes and you just try to write, 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 whatever comes into your mind, you discover there's so much things that you were not even aware that you were thinking about, but it's still there. Mm. I like that. That's that's also, uh, that's like putting fluctuation, uh, putting a, a set of wheels on fluctuation and just... Uh, yeah, but it's like also, it's not just the rippling on the surface, it's also the vertical fluctuation, you know, that things sink to the bottom of your uh, consciousness and then it comes up and then it surfaces. So it's also a fluctuation going on that way. Oh my Lord, woman, that was beautifully said. and the subconscious, I guess. No, I'm, I'm a poetic person and what you just said just like really uh, hit home with me you know that sinks to the bottom and floats back up again because that's also a fluctuation and that 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 i think we can learn a lot uh, from our very simple you know and very popular example of the vritti um with the the waves and the, the lake uh, and mm-hmm. and you know the bottom and the, the clarity and the muddy water and so on i think mm-hmm. Uh, and because you know, if you look at anything in nature, there is a whole certain you know uh, set of examples that we can carry. We are just a part of it all. For some reason, we just, as humans, think just because we can create different uh, methods of transportation and digital uh, uh, rapport that somehow we've um, we're not nature. We're just humans. And um, I think uh, the the vrittis remind us that we are just fluctuating and. And that we yeah. we are the cloud, and we are the we are the ripple, and we are the tree. Or, or maybe mm. we're just infants with very expensive toys. Mm. Infants with very <laughs> expensive toys, um, yeah. rattling the toys on a day when we didn't get enough sleep, <laughs> saying, "Look over here, listen to me." Um, well, um, I think uh, we sort of we've covered the you know the the concept of both mind in summary and you know uh the chitta that you know is called booty and different things and different you know just in the mere fact that they call the mind something different in different uh walks uh of, of both uh, tradition philosophy and, and religion i think is is hilarious in and of itself it's like uh, and then you'll hear someone say well the body's not even the body and the mind's not the mind what is the mind and then <laughs> and at the end of the day then it's uh, then it would be very redundant to talk about the fluctuations if the mind's not even there to to begin with well obviously it is for now because we've had a conversation and uh it seems to have rested well with me i hope it comes up again from the bottom of the lake so mm-hmm. I can reflect upon it and look at it later. I appreciate you taking the time to share your um, your beautiful, uh, lovely voice and wisdom with us. And um, I uh, I think I'll wrap up the fluctuating fluctuation with a little mm-hmm. uh, deterring fluctuation that that sort of makes me feel at this point in time that uh, my pratyaya at the moment, this fundamental notion I have right now, is that I've got to wrap this up. So ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in to this, the edition that was covering the topic of the vrittis. This is the Yoga Syndicate.